there, what's up everybody? It's Left Look. It is the 20th of December, it's a Tuesday. And I'm here with my best friends, DJ. Hello. And back from his kidnapping, Jacob. Good morning. I haven't slept in four days. They yeah. were Mossad, eh? They're the guys who came for me. Charles who? sent Mossad. Oh, <laughs> really? Yeah. Dang, he went all out. Weird pick, weird pick, I thought. Yeah, really, uh, really unrelated. I think they uh, they said the bit that I did about uh, Jews being in the financial services overrepresented because of them being dispersed as a people and then needing to cling to their Torah, uh, making uh-huh. them. Anyways, he said they didn't like that. They said nuanced oh. takes are good, but not when they're about us. Is what no. they said to me. Yeah. Mm. Uh, huh. I, I wonder if perhaps you offended some investors. Yeah, you know, all roads lead to Tel Aviv. So true, so true. They uh, people thought it was Rome. Wrong. <laughs> yep, two thousand years has corrected them. Uh-huh. Uh huh. This is Leftlook, the premier independent podcast. When we got to institute, we will be taking a look at all the Canadian and international arts, culture, and entertainment, provided with an unbiased left-wing perspective. LCG to premier podcast independent after the Institute Gato's new new bench for all the arts, the culture, and the different small Canadian and international perspective impartiality coach. Yeah, that's pretty good. Tick that box. Chiyunk. That ate really two minutes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. All right. So, we, uh, we have another left look correction or uh, prediction that was correct. I don't oh remember yeah. What I said that was already. Uh, the uh, the uh, you know the thing, right? The, the thing. It was the thing. Oh yeah. yeah, the the Mister the Mister Bluebird. Yeah, Mister Mister Stinky. King. Yeah. 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 Mister yeah. Stinky. Elon With a last name like that, come on! I can't. The fruit's right there. It's yeah. right there on that branch, nope. right in my face. I'm not. No, nope. I'm not ignoring it. You're right to take it. Yeah. What are we talking about? Um, uh, a number of weeks ago, we very articulately, articulately, and yeah. uh, uh, you know, we we made a very clear prediction that Elon Musk buying Twitter would ruin it, and uh, here we are. Yep. I. Uh, it was more like a a six sixty. 40 70 30 hedge i want to say i made on that prediction but i did predict that that would bankrupt him and well i think we're it's coming true here twitter tesla going through the drain Uh maybe an early early celebration on my part but yeah do you really think it's gonna hamper him any further i think he might be toast he's pissed off everybody even the (laughs) saudis are mad at him now yeah that's pretty bad that World Cup poll, he, he put that, uh, did you see the poll I'm talking about? You just know what I'm talking about if I say No, that. no, not the nope. World Cup one. The one, should I resign as head of Twitter? Oh, 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 that one. Okay, yeah. It happened, yeah, I saw that one. It happened when he was at the World Cup while he was standing next to Jared Kushner. Um, oh, is that who that was? Yes. Uh, I had no idea. War criminal and once advisor to Donald Trump and I think yuck husband to Ivanka right I, I've got my lore correct right <laughs> it sounds legit to me another Mr. Stinky but anyways uh, I think uh, it's uh, the scuttlebutt at least that he put that poll out and he was in that part of the world because he needed to meet Saudis you know covertly because the mm-hmm. Saudis have a 10% stake in his Twitter bu- uh, purchase. And he's basically doing everything he can to tank the pro- uh, the, the app. You know what I mean? So. Yeah. It, I don't know. Yeah. On that on that note, it does, it does almost feel like his actions are kind of deliberate. No. He's just, you know, he's finally reached a stage where just, you know, being a con man and just kind of like faking your way through it doesn't work anymore and you actually need to know everything about everything to run things at that level you know what i mean yeah napoleon has this bit that he used to do where he would ask people who wanted high positions of state what are the uh 
uh, compounds of gunpowder? Where do you extract them? How, what is the process for extracting them? He said, I know all of these things. I know everything there is to know about uh, organizing a state from, you know, the mining of the thing to the shooting of the fucking uh, barrel to the farming, he says. Yeah. Anyways, Elon Musk does not know that. He got fucking lucky with a little bit of coding knowledge at, like, the height of time where you could get rich with a little bit of coding knowledge. Yeah. PayPal, you know, that cancerous fucking program we're all subject to. Yeah. But anyways, he takes his earnings off that and just kind of, like, gambles it all on 10 or, like, all on green, you know, Uh if you're going to get the analogy twice in a row. And just hits it big <laughs> both times and all of a sudden he's top of the world right and yeah. he's like because those two gambles worked out i must be god right yeah. obviously the conclusion is Stands i to must reason. be yeah yeah just crazy to me it's crazy to me probably yes. all the all the money really uh really inflates the ego too no doubt or I don't know, maybe it's just a natural ego. It's just I don't know something just so inherently childish about <laughs> them. Like it's to the point of comical insincerity where it, 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 he comes off as a comic book villain. Like it feels too intentional. You know, it feels pre-written. I think that's the Oscars. exactly. Yeah, he uh, he definitely is on the spectrum. I don't know. Uh how on the spectrum he is but he's just like a little guy who never got any friends and has just been trying to buy him ever since you know what i mean like yeah no respect so either. so the way we defeat this villain is through the power of friendship no yeah no. do we do we just take elon musk out to the to the fair and hop on the bumper cars with him and show him what real friendship is all about does that defeat him and then and then what we just beat him up afterwards <laughs> beat him no, up first think- Beat him up first. The public humiliation of anyone like this who comes along is, you know, you know, the most cathartic thing that we can do as a class. And, you know, nothing can be done. We're all without free will, without choice. Mm-hmm. And so just to engage in this ritual shaming of this man until, I don't know, either he's assassinated or whatever, right? Like, it'll be the Saudis or someone, like one of his handlers with all the money. Because he's, yeah. bur- he's burning, like, I, I can't stress this, islands of cash, right, at this point. The amount of money he's losing on his stock prices. Mm-hmm. It's, it's unbelievable. And he's got, he bought that, like, beyond the thing, because Twitter's private now, right? So the stock doesn't really matter there. Mm-hmm. But it's becoming unusable, unworkable, right? And uh, so... And because of his association with it, people are leaving. And so he'll have to try and step down and sell it. But he overpaid it for it for like $30 billion. And he's made it worth less than it was. So now he's yeah. going to have to sell it for like $3 billion. He's, uh, he was worth $144 billion, $180 billion a bit mm-hmm. ago, right? But a lot of that is tied up in assets and flow and shit like that. It's hard yeah. to explain, right? But if you lose a significant chunk like that, 40, 50 billion dollars all of a sudden, you can't uh-huh. just like collapse the whole house of cards, right? Like you're not able to meet your uh, obligations as they become due was right. is how I would describe you and then that's the actual definition of a bankrupt, right? So yeah. yeah, unless he unless he ditches some of his solid assets, but where, where is he going to ditch them? China, the, there's assets. All, all his Tesla factories are in China, right? Uh-huh. Or in yeah, that Ta- yeah, that's what. No, like, a how do you sell them? B, really, how much of it is his? <laughs> you know, I I get the impression that most of what he owns, you know, his his wealth is all just liquid assets, just spinning around in the void of the economy. I'm sure he has significant Bitcoin uh, reserve, if that's what you mean. Like some kind of crypto reserve. Well, something like that. But, you know, also just, I don't know. How many mansions can you have? They're all financialized. Yeah. Who who wants to buy Elon Musk's mansion? It's stinky. Pass. Like him. Yeah. I don't know. You got to get that fumigated. Guys... It's, it's not worth it. 
I don't understand what you guys mean when you say financialized, but whatever. Like, he doesn't have too many physical assets. They're all instruments, like shares. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yep. And uh, they, all, all of those things, and his also his significant physical assets, which are there, the factories, the workers, all those things, they require a flow of money, right? It's almost like an expanding empire. It can only go up every year a little bit to survive and if it goes down a little bit that's really bad and if it goes Mm -hmm. up too much every year that's also probably bad right like at that size you're a state you need to act like it but Mm -hmm. whatever yeah another another factor that is going to bone him is a lot of his companies or tesla at least was like really dependent on free money contracts yeah free money from like uh just like really low interest rates and now that that's over he he just can't sustain it oh you uh, you yeah well that's true too but you know you can always get private investment based on people who are like convinced that you have the next thing right like yeah tesla's uh promise is not you know ai driving or whatever like that it's not the internet everywhere all the time it's an 11 or 12 percent return baby that's what they're thinking right like year over year average give me that fucking bag that's what they're thinking investors right but yeah how many how many of his fanboys will buy the the tesla house Mm. Mm, (laughs) i wonder is this worth investing in? Uh, probably. Oh, geez. Yeah, they're already on the idea. Huh. Yeah, they'll buy. The yeah. Tesla house. Mm. Affordable. Under under 10 grand, I've been told. <laughs> Completely green. Carbon neutral. That probably would be a market he could tap into. Because right now... That's, you know, the, yeah, they're yeah, trying to. Yeah. The uh, the market for a Tesla car is like a liberal upper upper class person, right? But like uh-huh. a Tesla house, on the other hand, is like a luxury house. Who could afford that? Is anyone? It could only be the Republican, you know, people who might even like sign up to be his colonels if he was ever to be fucking Fuhrer of America or whatever. Mm-hmm. <laughs> his various branches of government. Yeah rich people uh-huh, that uh-huh, shit. Uh-huh. the ministry of tweets Ugh. oh man there uh there would be no shame i think there would be a 40kification of the uh governments if they ever went full fa- uh, fascist they would have a latin name each yeah mm. the logisticum informa- uh, information whatever you know yeah informatum <laughs> or something, yeah, something like, that. like that yeah exactly just like some really holier than thou shit. It'd be in yeah. Latin. <laughs> Maybe. Just all the fucking English words made to sound like Latin because that's all Americans yeah. are capable of. Yeah, exactly. I mean... It like really vulgarized. Like uh, I called it 40k Gothic. Is what I'm going for. <laughs> right. Yeah. yeah. Not 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 the real thing. Not no, not not even not true you know. Latin. Yeah. yeah, not not even an aside to the real thing, just an homage to it. Mm-hmm. Just straight up jacked from the 40K series because they think it sounds badass and fascist as fuck. Like, that's literally the future I think we're doomed to, that, like, art will just represent reality in that fucking grim away. Yeah? Yeah, yeah. It, uh... Hey, I mean, as long as it's not AI art. Uh... Uh-huh. I had... I don't think you really came down that you hate AI art and think I thought you found it beautiful. I think uh, it's right to be afraid of change, but uh, I think if someone with your skills applies a tool like that to their fingertips and you know really works at it, that they could do wonders. Yeah, maybe, maybe. There's a there's a lot of gray area there, and that's. Uh... You at least have this lifetime to use AI for your benefit, in my opinion. That's the next generation's problem. If, <laughs> if the boomers got to kick fucking the environment to us, we can at least kick AI to the uh, whatever we're calling the kids who are not even born yet. <laughs> I yeah. thought that was the lesson we were supposed to learn, is that no. that was awful. 
yeah. we have so much to deal with. Like, I can't be dealing with AI at the same time, in my opinion. Well, ignore it. Ignore it. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah, I think the right thing to do is ignore it, too. But we're not going to get to kick it because everything moves so much faster now. You think mm-hmm. it's going to be a problem in our lifetime? I think just as I'm dying, the 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 real problems in AI will start to appear on the horizon. Just as I'm like gasping of cancer in my just, 70s. Just as your AI nurse is pulling the plug on your life support system. <laughs> I wouldn't care at that late, you know, like death, death panel me, Obama. Yeah. Yeah. No, his last words would be left look proven right again. Yeah. Yep. Another W. <laughs> Another dub. <laughs> Yeah, no, but I, the real, ah, I don't know. My issue with AI is that it it can only do what it's told. Mm-hmm. And right now, the only thing that can tell it to do anything is capital, essentially. Mm-hmm. And that, that paradigm's not going to shift, but it's also not going to, uh, I don't know, further destabilize things, you know? Yeah. You know? how does anything progress there's uh, there will be a number a class of people i i like to think of them as all really grimy salesmen who will appeal to capital in its brutus forms that there are these things that are necessities like that have to be done you know i mean like food Mm -hmm. is one but the military is really a great source of progress from appealing to our capitalist overlords that gotta keep you safe then the military will have partnerships and relationships with the scientific community. And that's, that's how you got to stay advanced. If you want to stay safe, you got to have the most advanced stuff. That's how it, the AI will roll through our communities right now. It's being viciously used for like the most disgusting purposes, like mm-hmm. s- Southeast AI. No, I'm just kidding. That's not that bad, but like I financial mean... services and military operations and, you know, yeah, uh, the uh, assessing and identification of threats in third world countries, you know, really gross shit. But yeah. in a little yeah. bit, it'll become ubiquitous and really useful, in my opinion. And then in a little bit beyond that, it'll become sapient and try and kill us. But, you know. We can only hope. <laughs> we can only hope. Yeah. You know, I... I speaking talking about it in that in this regard i can i don't know i can see it being kind of a fad too i can see this community just getting bored of their new toy and this whole idea just goes by the wayside you know oh whatever this isn't interesting anymore it's not making enough money like whatever go away yeah let's go i don't know yeah right nfts dipped it was just a fad nft has nothing behind it what if i could replace a boomer that I pay $120,000 a year, you know what I mean? With just a little tool that I just press space bar and it does his whole job every year. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, the same thing's been happening in construction and, uh, you know, line work for better part of a decade now. Yeah, yeah. now I'm talking financial services and legal services, and like uh-huh. all types of jobs like that, just unnecessary basically anymore. That, that would be, that would make a really funny series of just AI lawyers and uh, <laughs> it's just like all of the information of the case is just given to them. And then the judge just presses enter and then just bing. And it just comes up guilty or not guilty. That's it. <laughs> no, I would assume everyone would have to read what the AI did, you know, and there Probably. would be a process for appeal that was uh-huh. very human oriented. Oh, for a long oh time. very. I'm talking way further. Like we've gotten jaded. We're way past that point. Like whatever you're the in, AI can do it. Yeah. You're we're, in the tenth or eleventh millennium. We're heading yeah, towards yeah. Uh, uh, AI rogue servitor status. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You're like those people who worry about that the sun will one day fucking. Crash. Oh, it's gonna it's gonna be so sad. It's gonna kill us all. That's what. It's gonna blow up the whole the whole and then pew, you know, it's gonna shoot us off into who knows where. It's just going to burn us up, but we're going to be... Inter- we're not even going to be here, dude. We're going to be long extinct. <laughs> you think so? I think we'll be interplanetary by that point. We're gonna I hope suck. so. I, I, if we if we make it that long, yeah. I mean, there's we'll no way we're staying on the rock knowing the sun's going to blow up. 
will suffer a, you know, a, uh, what's the word, a, a partial nuclear catastrophe on mm-hmm. on most of the earth. Humanity will survive in pockets, and mm-hmm. then it will reach for the stars as it tries to slowly reclaim its home oasis. But once it once it's interplanetary, we're good, basically. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that reminds once. me of a of an amusing little anecdote. Um, and by anecdote, I mean an episode from a show I watched uh, where the main characters help the scientists. Uh, they're building a plane. And this is mm-hmm. this is kind of post-apocalypse uh, scenario. And the scientist wants to build this plane so they can leave and find, you know, a better land. Um, so the main characters help them build this plane. And the plane takes off at the end of the episode. And uh, the episode ends with the plane uh, blowing up mid-flight. And you just see the scientists, like, falling back to Earth from a parachute. <laughs> and uh yeah i can see that happening just as easily <laughs> we've got to reach for the stars no we're doomed here wow it's just really sit dark. back and watch the sun consume planet put on some sunnies get out the tanning lotion i, mm. I do kind of hope there are human beings on the planet when that happens like even if they know what's coming then they're just like yeah this is not not this, this is a cool way to go yeah, looking at our trajectory, they probably paid for it. <laughs> yeah. Paid to come back to Earth from Alpha uh-huh. Centauri to <laughs> die with the human home planet. Uh-huh, yeah, why not? Yeah. Go out with a bang. <laughs> yeah. How long would it take to get to Alpha Centauri, really? You just sling it, just fucking throw it at it. How long did it take to get there? Do you think? Oh, I don't. Are we are we talking light speed or sublight speed? It's got to be sublight. Oh, well, sublight. Well, generations. Sub-light. Generations. That's yeah. what I was thinking. A couple hundred years. We should yeah. do it now, in my opinion. Just fire <laughs> a fucking pod out there. Yeah. A probe. What if it fails? It fails. Big fucking deal. We throw another one thirty years from now. <laughs> yeah. There, there is some merit to just the uh, the trial and error method of space exploration <laughs> that I think there we're not be, tapping into. Yeah. There would be so many volunteers. Oh, this is a manned flight? Oh, yeah. Okay. Especially if you offered, you know, hey, sign up and your next of kin gets a reward or something, you know? Yeah. You'd have droves of people coming in. I would go for the... Uh, hibernate you know you would freeze people wake them up when you get there oh yeah yeah the uh the alien approach best way to go about it i haven't heard a better idea yet i'm always open to good ideas though um for instance i'm all about the little ring that rotates really fast and then throws things in outer space all (laughs) about that idea (laughs) what were you saying today uh i was i was not serious at all i was gonna say instead of uh cryostasis we could just what about the opposite let's just boil people (laughs) maybe that'll keep them maybe that'll keep them alive yeah that is really the old that's really the only other option is uh either we freeze people or we cook people and that means like when we get there we just like super grow them and teach them really fast yeah right computers and shit you know sounds crazy to me yeah yeah, just keep them in a bottle. Yeah. Just, uh, I don't know, have a like, machine that, like, plants them on arrival. Em- no, it'd be like a matrix machine that, like, embryonically feeds them until oh. they were, like, in their teens almost, I would assume. And then they'd come out and have to do really hyper-learning for a little bit, and then they'd be on their own, basically. Crazy. Yeah, it is a crazy theory. I like freezing people much more. It sounds much less wild. Yeah, I mean, unless unless there are just magic space gates floating around that we haven't found yet. If we actually have psychic latent powers and that's a <laughs> real thing, and I never get to hear about it, I'm gonna uh, be pissed at God when I hey, meet him. <laughs> that's uh, that's what the that's what the AI nurse reveals to you as she pulls your cord. <laughs> Oof. Yeah. She says every hey. other human figured it out, just not you. <laughs> That's cruel. Want it for dope shit, I just like want to like move small items slightly across my desk from time to time with my mind, you know, just to. I would settle myself. with the force, yeah. 
Yeah. It would it would lose its charm very quickly. It would just become normal, unfortunately. No. No. Don't think it would. Man, I you... wish I wish humans didn't work that way. <laughs> I really I really wish things no. were always as charming as they first we're, were. We're not doing human nature too tonight. Okay. But uh, Jacob, you should get on TikTok because they're astral projecting all over the place. Are they? Yeah, they've they figured it out apparently. Well, that's a it's a good thing because I would like to welcome our audience and invite them to reach their highest and greatest and wisest good as we attempt our own following, our own correcting down this path to astral projection. If you will follow me in okay i'm done with that bit <laughs> we're just getting started all right yeah <laughs> it was good though i was into it yeah thank you should we should we do more improv no. uh wait wait wait, wait. wait. <laughs> this is a riffing show with the size of an improv this whole riff. time yeah <laughs> mm, it's not like last week but it yeah we'll just keep riffing what else is just what else is riffable um nay i shan't what what uh, unless um no it's too crude i couldn't should i check out uh, the cbc homepage? yes please sure yeah see what cbc is up to um Let's i have not read anything mind. interesting the last thing i read was a very small article about how cool it is when books have maps in them and i and i said yeah hey yeah that is a really cool thing i'm gonna put a put a map in my book yeah all right here we go the columbia basin college okay for your academic path uh-huh you know, I've, I've, I've been really thinking about, uh, you know, applying for admission. To the Columbia Basin College? Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Yeah, that's fair. They have, a, they have a great nursing program. And, oh. you know, everyone loves nurses these days. Am I right? Yeah. Yeah. Fellas, <laughs> am I right? <laughs> I love nurses. Yeah. Nurses are having a great time right now. Yeah, I can't wait until I get my AI neuro implant. <laughs> And become a nurse. <laughs> I swear this. I'm not doing this on purpose. It just keeps coming back to the AI nurse. <laughs> yeah. Oh, wait. So you're the one unplugging Jacob. Yeah, apparently. That's where the story is going. <laughs> Sorry, Jake. I thought it was a weird sexual thing he had. Oh, uh, you would. Okay. So that was the wrong CBC. It was the right okay. CBC. Okay. Wow. Yeah. That makes sense. They've got a new... Ooh. A new, I'm going to guess, hour-long segment called Wall Street Blues, How a Ragtag Army of Online Investors Pulled Off an Epic Financial Smackdown. Wow. I, I bet you that's about, what's it called, GameStop or whatever. I would assume. It does not tell me, though. GME Go Strong. Oh, yeah, Games no, together. it is. GME, oh. AMC, and NFT. Oh. Um, GME... I think people who still have it are bag holders, but you know. Yeah, at this point. I I think what was would have been at this point, and uh, it it seems to me that the powers that be got together in a dark room and decided that there were no way they were gonna let these fucking apes have their money, and so they were just like, no, basically, is what is what I make of the financial finaglings that happened mm -hmm. between Citadel and all the other things. Huh. It's a very complicated corporate structure that they use, but in effect, some very rich men got together and said, they took our money. And mm -hmm. they went, no, they didn't. And they just made that reality, is what I see. But yeah. I, ha I have no money invested in GME. I have no stake, so... That's uh, that's how I view stocks as a whole. Just <laughs> it's a it's a game for the rich people, and only they can play because they just constantly make the rules. Yeah, it's a very good view of the stock market. I'm becoming one of those gold crazies. I'll 
just get gold. Fuck it, just get gold. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, not stocks and gold. Or vein. Not stocks and gold. Physical fucking gold. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, we're on the same wavelength. Yeah. I watched like a 40 minute video today that made the argument that Muammar Gaddafi was killed because he was trying to make an African currency. Oh, no doubt. A, a gold backed currency. Yeah. And I don't think that's got anything to do with it. Obama was just ready to slap anybody he wanted. He, was just he had fucking, to. He wanted to try out the drones. He was just <laughs> killing people, just left, right, and center. And uh, Muammar made the mistake of putting the nukes down, and he was in Brappen reach while Obama was killing everybody in the Middle East. Yeah, they uh, there's parts of that part of the world that pray to the sky when it's overcast because the drones don't fly. Thank you, thank you, clouds. You've saved us. Exactly. Well, not us, specifically. (laughs) Hey, give it some time. (laughs) Thanks, Obama. (laughs) So, I I know you're on CBC, and that's what I was about to ask about. Yeah. Um, But I just, I was reminded, and we, it's, it's very worldly news. We ought to bring it up that Argentina won the FIFA World Cup. Oh, yeah. Uh, Yep, I just did it, so you lose. (laughs) No, the more important news for our political podcast Uh was that Macron went to make a complete fool of himself trying to be, like, daddy to Mbappe and the fucking team of France. Uh And it's been all over everywhere. I love it so much. Him, like, cuddling Mbappe and then him up in the the box looking like he's orchestrating the players on the field, right? And apparently he went into the pitch at half, sorry, into the change room at halftime and goes, like, gives a fucking uh, dramatic speech to them, you know, pull up France, pull up Patrie. (laughs) 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 Oh, fuck. And I just think that that's just so hilarious. Like, how mighty the French have were throughout history and they're mm-hmm. just the laughing stoke uh laughing stock of every joke it's so unfortunate yeah. for them especially pulling stuff like that i mean oh, i can yeah. i can appreciate you know as a world leader making an appearance and i he's don't know just, he's just a ghoul right he's just an empty oh, yeah. ghoul so he's not really representative of France, but then at the same time, he really is that empty corporate socialite who just wants to be involved with people mm-hmm. who are popular. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. But France is also, at the same time, the center of the world for philosophy and art and culture, right? Like, remains, yeah. rem- like, despite... Yeah. And probably, in fact, because of its vicious colonialism that it's maintained. But, like, all the all the philosophers that I identify with, uh, that I think of as, like, my greatest teachers are all French. And they all died within the last 10 or 15 years. So, Yeah, France is on some, uh, some next level stuff when it comes to thinking. <laughs> but uh, yeah. when it comes to football... They let it slip. Yeah. Yeah, sorry. I, th- I thought I read an article recently about how uh, French labor activists captured a cement plant. Mm-hmm. That's fucking awesome. It, it would have been awesome, but I see now that it, it might have been environmentalists. So. Uh, that's, that's less yeah. good, but still okay. Yeah. Labor... Uh, revolutionary activity can always be written off by those of us who do commentary as you know just reactionary the the re it's our the reaction of conservative politics you know it's it's disconnected from our our social policy and thinking but you know when Mm. you hear someone like environmentalists are doing some nonsense like that you go you fucking accelerationist you get back in line you goddamn motherfucker like (laughs) You gotta admire the tenacity, though. Come on, I do. No, they don't do anything. If like they gotta go full anarchists, like the eight, the nineteenth century anarchists who were like bomb mm. throwers and assassination people, like either put up or shut up. In my opinion, like this halfway 
terrorism, this halfway inconveniencing of everybody is, it's really pussy shit. Just, like, please act normal and lobby like the rest of us, or, like, actually go become a terrorist. And... Yeah, play by the rules or don't. Don't yeah. don't meet in the middle. Exactly. <laughs> the Yeah, gluing your hands to paintings is not going to solve anything. Sorry. Yeah. In fact, it just makes me look pathetic when I'm arguing on the same side as you. And I have to say, well, in fact, that the Van Gogh painting had a plastic fucking covering and the soup didn't hit it. Mm. I have to have a response in reserve ready for that argument, right? I should have no need of that argument, that thought, right? But because some environmentalist teen that thought that would be cool... I have to waste, you know, probably seven or eight brain cells on that fucking argument. It's ridiculous. Those poor cells. They could have been used for... Smoking weed. Yep. (laughs) Hell yeah. Absorbing THC. Yeah. Here's a headline. Mm -hmm. These singers fought to inspire women's rights on Afghan Star Season 14. Then the Taliban returned. Oh. Jesus. Right? Uh-oh. Taliban were just of... sitting around for 14 seasons? Well, they they auditioned well, we can... for season three, but things didn't go well. And, <laughs> you, know, look, uh, you know, I won't tell you how things ended, but uh, here we are. Co- coalition forces held like a, an independent republic in Afghanistan centered around the main cities. But like... As soon as we left, the uh, Taliban have returned. But w- I think we took those women out with us is what the <laughs> implication is, right? Uh... I, honestly, they wouldn't run that story unless it had a good ending. <laughs> Let me see if I can skip to the end here. Oh, this is longer than I expected. No, you goofed yourself. Uh, I saw that women are being shut out of universities from Afghanistan today. And, yeah. Uh, there were calls for the UN to impose harsher sanctions. And I just want to do the same little, you know, dance and ditty again for anybody who might hear this, that sanctions in fact will never make anybody more liberal or more progressive or whatever Mm -hmm. you, you want them to be. In fact, less stuff makes people shittier. Yeah. Take submission to you. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, uh, typically, right. Typically, uh, authoritarian despotic dictatorships that's the word i'm looking for often they run on a system wherein their entire reason to be is uh i will take the resources and make them mine and then redistribute them to the people i like so that they in turn keep me at the top so if you're just imposing sanctions to keep the resources scarce then they're gonna go ah good less things (laughs) for everyone else I don't know. I'm not explicitly against dictatorship. Like Muammar Gaddafi, for instance. That guy was a G. But like, uh, the, there's no dictatorship in Afghanistan. It's just like religious fat. It's like that uh, uh, that story of the Native American who tells the story of the great sea turtle that the world is built upon. And some teenager, some snot-nosed brat, asks him, "What's the turtle floating on?" You know, what's mm-hmm. any the, the he goes, "It's just turtles all the way down, right?" the same structure with the uh taliban it's just religious zealots all the way down it's not a dictatorship it's just Mm -hmm. a broken people right just like a shattered uneducated starved uh, emotionally traumatized people right they need to be left the fuck alone for like 20 years and they need to be given food almost without question like for another for a similar timeline and i swear to god they would come back into the community of nations with no hiccups but we will starve them into god knows what more barbarity maybe i don't know maybe bring back the uh the mountain tribes they're there that's what this is right it's peoples who have geography set against progress and then on top of that have been bombed into fucking despair and Mm -hmm. backwardsness for like two decades I feel real disgust at our own culture over it. I really do. I think that's the appropriate response. Yeah. Um, 
maybe they uh maybe they need to turn their perspective around and uh you know pull, them, pull themselves up by their bootstraps no start digging oh hey you got mountains oh if 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 dwarves taught me anything it's that there's good stuff in them mountains <laughs> it's funny you say that actually because uh afghanistan does have like a trillion dollars in mineral wealth or something mm. three and three yeah just absurd and they have been slowly extracting it with like military surplus explosives mm. nice and reselling it to western companies as artisanal mined minerals <laughs> Great. Get get your grift on, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They should turn that money, irrigate, you know, and then really invest in their institutions, you know, and then create a social system that elects a leader that they trust in, and then mm -hmm. hopefully he can guide them over the next 20 or 30 years. And then at the end of that process, when they have a prospering nation that is finally has a good GDP and is uh, an earnest member of the League of Nations, they can be bombed back into the Stone Age by the United States of America. Fuck yeah! Oh, they got to get that mineral wealth man. somehow. They're not they're not blowing it out of the ground fast enough. Yeah, honestly, we should give them more weapons. If anything else. <laughs> That you know what the, all the generals and admirals do say, no more weapons basically, and we just ignore them. They, <laughs> there's just more weapons all the time. Well, I say we. I feel a part of the United States Empire. You know what I mean? Uh, yeah. I I feel like I need to explain that we. We we in Canada, and the Crown just uh, more largely are complicit. In the United States Empire, we might even be like a uh, what's the word? A vassal state of the United States Empire. Mm -hmm. And so when I when I refer to the United States military budget and I say we, it it feels natural to me. I mean, mm -hmm. yeah, we're all yeah, Americans. I, even yeah. if even if we're just bystanders, doing nothing is yeah. is complacency. Yeah, but, you know, what could you do beyond, like, your minor terrorism? And that's been proven through argument time and time again to do nothing, mm -hmm. next to nothing. Propaganda know, coup man. for the conservatives. That uh, Japanese guy got a solid reform out of his killing of Shinzo Abe. Abe? Abe? Yeah, but it was against a, a religious minority that, you know, the Japs hate that shit, right? Like, And Shinzo Abe personally profited off this republican-backed shadow organization basically is what i read out of it yeah mm -hmm. and you know not to put too fine a point on it but the japanese are a religious ethno state they got they got chips on that fucking horse you know what i mean like they they're invested <laughs> yeah they really they really dig having their whole culture and and vibe really just homogenous just keep that <laughs> island perfect baby <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I, uh, huh? I, th I don't think Hachiman has any room for fucking Jesus, is what I'm thinking. <laughs> like... No, no, goodness. Send those fools off to Nagasaki, and then... What did they do to them all? Did they just kill them all? I forget. At Nagasaki? There was a lot of killing. What did they yeah. do at Nagasaki? Oh, what did the Japanese do at Nagasaki? Oh, yeah, this was way before. This was, <laughs> this was way before those bombs fell. Don't worry. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of Japan, uh -oh. did you guys see Bullet Train? The uh, movie? I've yeah. seen highlights. It looked very witty, but it's, I didn't give it a go. It's very funny. I have to recommend I love it. Good, I love good dialogue, but uh, I don't know. Give it What's a it about? Um, uh, how do I sum it up briefly? Uh, well, I can do it. There's a there train. There are two. There are two assassins on a train that okay. are not are not revealed to be assassins immediately. Uh -huh. A white guy and a black guy. And we follow their adventures until the black guy is killed. And then the white guy goes on adventures with Brad Pitt. Until I think Brad Pitt is killed, right? That's how that is ended. That ends. Spoiler alert. Uh, no, no spoiler alert because most of what you said was wrong. But 
it's <laughs> close enough. You've captured the vibe of it. Yeah. There's assassins and there's a bullet train and there's. Uh, Are they on the train? And there's Brad Pitt. And Brad Pitt, yes. <laughs> They're on the train for most of it, yes. Okay. Because I'm in my mind, I'm imagining a, a train to Busan, sort of. Sort no, they're of in they're in Tokyo. Right. Uh, well, they're in Japan. They they go from city to city, and and then there's a a mafia boss at the end. Something Ooh, yakuza. Cool. Yeah, yakuza. Oh, uh, that's fun. The ever present threat throughout the film. Yeah. No, you'd like it, DJ. I think probably. I, I'm a loser. I feel like just through YouTube shorts, I've seen enough of it. You know what I mean? I, that's <laughs> why I don't want to watch. <laughs> Yeah, that's fair. But no, it is it is extremely well written in my opinion. Very good dialogue, punchy, quick, funny, uh, well rounded characters. The the Thomas the Tank Train thing, just beautiful, well written. Mm-hmm. Especially in a movie about trains. Yes, layered. Yeah, you're a diesel. <laughs> so good. <laughs> Yeah. I haven't seen this movie. <laughs> <laughs> He's given it a full review, though. How many stars, Jacob? Uh, I don't know, two and a half or three. Oh wow, <laughs> out of five? Yeah, it's you know, okay. fuck Brad Pitt, you know, but yeah, uh, and he wasn't—he's not capable of that. The speedy dialogue—he he actually slowed the pace of it down. That British man was too quick for him. <laughs> Leave it to the Brits. Always, always outperforming. That black guy did really great with it, though, because he was playing that like autistic character who had the really fucked up childhood. And so you don't need to be quick. You just got to be really choosy with your moments, right? It was really great. Mm-hmm. And maybe when we return next year, we'll uh, review another movie. Hey, here's an idea. Yeah, we should start doing that. Oh, we're gonna do. Uh, we're gonna go see Avatar two. We'll review that. Yeah. I, yeah. I've I've heard already that I'm correct and that it just doesn't bop like any like the rest of Jim Cameron's films. And I'm telling you, I foresaw that it's it's economic. There, there's no heightened frenzy in the economy. He's uh-huh. 60 years old or whatever. He's just not on that pulse. The stars aligned. I read them, and it came true. (laughs) You also kind of just read the room, because, you know, it's really hard to make a hit movie when, A, no one wants to go to the theaters, and B, everyone's just depressed and has (laughs) no money. (laughs) But the point, this was uh, a, uh, what's the word? Fuck it. Whatever. Chapo predict. there it is. Mm -hmm. You bullshit chapo predicted this uh, that this is going to be great because they think they all really respect film as a medium too oh. right? and they <laughs> think that avatar 2 is just gonna bop it's just uh-huh. gonna slap and i was like you know hesitantly putting out there that our heroes are probably full of shit yeah and that you know this is probably going to be a subpar movie but uh-huh. you know whatever. so what you're saying is another w baby yeah, another W. <laughs> well, Rack them up. Hang on, hang on. Yeah. We got to see it first. We will sure. see it first. Open mind. But, you know, it's going to be a thin veneer of racialism and, like, some shitty water scenes. And, like, I I just, uh, I can almost see the whole movie without being there. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> Did you know that they record, they, they made a new type of camera just to videotape the actors swimming? Yeah. Actually, I think everyone alive knows that. And <laughs> I, I don't know that it'll do anything. <laughs> I don't know. Pretty realistic swimming. Yeah, you that's, call them shitty water gonna... scenes? These are going to be the best rendered water scenes in the history of rendering things. Maybe. Do you think that really will do anything? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> from a technical standpoint, it'll be yes. revolutionary. From a monetary from a, standpoint, that's the only people don't care, care about water. Yeah, I mean, man, I look at the water in oblivion. Jim Cameron really cares about water. Yeah, I mean, like he might be overvaluing water. I hear he does this (laughs) whole film thing just to fund his diving love. Like, yeah, well, I mean, he did invent a new submarine, right? Yeah, it's just so he could do the Titanic. Favorite. Uh, That's a famous story. But like, uh, 
he might have fallen in love with water so much that the he is autistically bringing us this toy and the rest of us are like that's kind of weird kid you know <laughs> like maybe it's just or i don't know maybe it's a prediction about just yeah, how important water get... will be by the we time should... the oh. last avatar movie comes out right <laughs> i was gonna it's go the old... other way and say we should get ready for the floods <laughs> it's an ocean Oh, maybe, I bet you that's a good prediction, Julian. We walk in the theater and they go, the oceans on Pandora have no salt. <laughs> like, just immediately, just immediately oh. ham-fisted. Yeah, but maybe. If that happens, I'm going to laugh so loud in the theaters, like, <laughs> boisterously. <laughs> do you, do you mean this is, this is part of the opening monologue? Is that line? Or a yeah, line to yeah. that effect? Yeah. Like, we're harvesting because... water from Pandora. Exactly. We go intergalactic to harvest water, and then that's their fucking pitch to us. I will actually cry laughing. (laughs) (laughs) We'll just, like, for folks who don't get why I think that's really stupid, we just go get a comet that's like an ice and just crash it into the ocean, right? Like, that's that's the best way to get water. Free water. It's free Free aliens, too. Right? Yeah, there's some kind of microbiome in there. I'm sure we'd test it. <laughs> I sure hope we would. Yeah, me sounds too. like the that sounds like the uh, the start of a, of a you know science fiction horror movie right there. Mm-hmm. We're should really you, should close. Should we sell that idea to uh, Netflix, Jacob? Sorry to interrupt. No, that's okay. Oh man, I should be a movie writer. Honestly, I come up with all these spastic ideas. I should just be drunk in the general vicinity of LA. Uh, <laughs> uh, I forgot what it was. You could probably pull it oh, off in Toronto. And uh, asteroid movie, sorry, asteroid mining. There is a movie about asteroid mining. What's that called? Armageddon. Uh, Bruce Willis. Terrible film. But anyways, asteroid mining is uh, a technology that we will have within the next 10 or 15 years, and I'm really excited about that. There's just big hunks of diamond and gold just flying through space, hey? We just, like, put a booster on them and just fly them into the ground. I think that's wicked, right? Like, what about cobalt or, you know, like, other really useful shit? Uh It's just huge hunks of them just Uh whipping about. We just got to find one, throw something at it, and boost it towards us and i like how your end goal is to crash things <laughs> into the earth haphazardly just fly valuable things not haphazardly i'd aim it yeah okay well just anywhere Texas. in africa is good <laughs> the ocean i would assume would be my my aim and then uh, we like can use shallow Cameron's submarine to go down and get it no, a shallow sea, like a three-foot sea or a four-foot sea somewhere. Somewhere warm would be probably best, too. Yeah. The Dead Sea, um, you know. I can see this I can see this propagating slavery part two. I mean, I know that's already happening, but... Yeah, I was going to say, we are doomed to serfdom and slavery and uh, post- uh, capital neo feudal misery, like that's upon us. Nah, there's a little bit of hope. There is no hope. I've got a little bit of hope. Why? Because I the am glimmer? spending money on the DSC, so they better. I mean, that's enough for me right now. The Democratic Socialists of Canada. Uh huh. I have not heard of them. Well, that's because they do fuck all. But they're there <laughs> and they're growing. So I love that for them. Yep. <laughs> you should run, Julian. For what? Whatever. From what? <laughs> from your from from this. Everyone, <laughs> we'd like to take a moment of your time at the end of this episode to announce that Julian will be uh considering a formal nomination for the DSC. Yes. <laughs> You should become a career politician. I'm serious. I think that ship. I think it's too late for that. Why? Because I would have had to be like a, uh, some kind a of weird kid, as like a teenager, or early twenties, and I put all my what? eggs in the programming basket. The programming basket is something that you bring. It's a perspective that helps you lead. You're never gonna make it to the top 
or even one of the top levels of positions. But you can, you know, you could be like an MPP, yeah. or you could be like town councillor, or like mayor, or something like that. What do you mean? Those are all really achievable things. Yeah. If you yeah. look into who's the mayors of all the towns, <laughs> you're much better than like at least sixty percent of those people, right? Like, yeah. Our hometown's mayor had a pretty uh, interesting. He had a ponytail. He had a ponytail. No, he got arrested. Well, I mean, he had a ponytail as well, but he got arrested for some pretty nefarious stuff, didn't he? Oh, yeah, I forgot about that. The ponytail was just such a crime. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's not off the table, but I don't know. My skills it's not are probably on the table. better applied in the technological realm for the moment. No, I'm telling you, that's what you love. That's what you want to do. What? Whatever. I don't, uh, what? I don't want to do politics, really. I mean, maybe. You want to help people. You want to lead. Yeah, but there's no room for that in politics. Yeah, no, that's the only pl- room, a place there's room for it, is the voting on the minutia of small details and words. <laughs> like, that's that's what power is. <laughs> I suppose. Uh, if I have to run, yeah. then so do you guys. I will, I will run one day, but I intend to run much later in life, hmm. after I've achieved laurels and things that... I can just demand my first position and then try and sprint from there. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. get a little get a little springboard. Exactly. I'm going to get my law degree and then I'm going to serve in the military and then I'm going to come back and like demand some little minor position and then just do wonders. Right. I love my, it. That it's is like, my plan. Uh, it's like the soldier that comes back from the war and and is awarded, you know, like a count position just to appease them. I view it more like a like in the early Roman Republic, the veterans that would come back and yeah. serve in the in the in the tribunates or the the centuriates, the mm. the many assemblies of Rome, the many uh, legislatures of Rome. Yeah, something just you to had, keep them busy. You had to have both. You had to have the bona fides. They called it the cursus honorum. Yeah. You had to have. Uh, you had to have shown you have skill in management and warfare, which were like, which have always been. The, the two uh, symbols of manhood. Uh-huh, mm. uh-huh. So w- once I've shown that those two things are easy and I dabbed on them, which is not true and it'll be incredibly <laughs> difficult, but I can come back and be like, give me my shit. I'm going to change the laws on dogs. There should be no dogs in policing. So and, true. And, and I'm going to fucking run down anybody who gets in my way in argument. Because that's what I'll do. I'll call them treasonous, seditious fucks to whatever camera will look at me. Uh-huh. Yeah. What a I legacy. Will, I will sell my soul to uh, military industrial contractors to uh, increase the budget for them every year. Because I can't take down all corporate politics. And uh, I'll take the lessons of my corporate masters and Dewita et impera, which means divide and conquer. And, oh. uh, Glad so you said so, because... Didn't follow uh, you there. My Latin's rusty. Yeah, I know. Everyone's Latin's rusty. Um, uh, DJ, what position are you going to run for? Uh, He's an um, artist. He, uh, he is no... Librarian. Exactly. All right. You do, what you, you do what you want, DJ. We're here for you. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, th- there was a bad segue at the last minute of our episode. There was an opening at our uh, local library during the summer. And boy, did I consider applying, but uh, you just a, just a little too far away for these little legs to bike over to. <laughs> oh man! You... Just start driving your parents' car. No one oh, will man. ever pull you over. Yeah, right. I've thought about that a lot, but uh, here we are. Parody. Pa- para, para, parody. This is what? A parody. Yeah. We're not yeah. suggest the whole episode of parody. By the way, I'm saying that right now because we suggested eco terrorism earlier, but it's all parody. Yes, parody. no, I, I don't think if you listened closely, I didn't suggest eco terrorism. I said you should uh, just be with us and you know lobby the government and uh, you know work a good life and try and do good for society. Mm-hmm. But like, if you are gonna break the laws, just don't be a fucking pussy, right? Like that was my plea. You know, you know, just yep, either. Don't. Please be good, but if don't, be real bad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, okay. I think we can end it on that note. 
Yeah, sure. Yeah, summer's coming. Oh, I hate you. <laughs>